This morning we continue in our series Decompress, and um, and we talked about uh, the series is about reducing the stress and the pressures of life, and uh, we're living uh, in a society and in a time where people are overwhelmed with burdens and weights in life, and and it's um, and it's it's really having a negative, a terribly negative impact on their lives. You know, the financial pressure, the relational pressure, the spiritual pressure, and the economic pressure, and, and it, you could go on and on. And so last week we talked about how the quality of our life is greatly compromised when we're living an overwhelmed life, when we're living burdened down. Our body starts breaking down, we, we start having problems emotionally, just all kinds of negative impacts. And, and, and then we talked about the fact that uh, not only does it affect your health, it affects you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, but it also wears you out. And, uh, you know, I talked about my experience last week going through the hospital. And, and you know, some of you, how many of you could relate to some of that, you know? And I drug around bags all, all morning long. And by the time I got uh, to the end of the morning, I was exhausted and I was carrying bags that I shouldn't have to. And some of you here today, you're tired. And, and you might not recognize it, but your family recognizes it. You might not know it, but your body recognizes it. And so you're carrying these weights around that's, that's causing your blood pressure to rise and it's causing tension in your relationships. And, and so we need to deal with this because we can't live a healthy life while we're burdened down. Amen. Now, last week we talked about how to unload, how we need to unload some of these bags. But sometimes after unloading uh, some bags, we're left with others. And, and then last week we talked about unloading the burdens. Today I want to talk about unloading or reducing the emotional stress of life. Because, you know, I believe that, you know, one of the greatest problems in life is not the physical burdens. The, the greatest burdens of life are not external weights, but rather uh, the, the internal weights that we carry. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And you see, the thing about it is you can see whenever you're carrying physical weight, but many times you can't detect when you're carrying internal weight. And so we need to talk about it because Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Now, it's the internal weights of the heart that are the heaviest to carry. And so, you know, Proverbs reminds us that emotional stress will weigh you down. And I believe this. I believe the people that carry the most emotional weight have the, have the less, the, the less quality of life. I believe that if you don't deal with the emotional stress of your life, you're going to die prematurely. You're going to have health problems prematurely. It will have a negative impact on your life. And so to live a healthy life, you must learn how to reduce emotionally. Can I get a better amen? Now, there are three keys to reducing emotional stress that I want to mention today. There's probably a hundred keys, but I think you probably want to go to lunch today. So we'll just deal with three. All right. The first one is this. You need to master your worries. Master your worries. What are you worried about? What is worry? Well, worry is being overly concerned about something or someone to the point that it troubles your heart and it robs you of the peace of God. See, there's nothing wrong with, with having concern. There's nothing wrong with having compassion. 
There's nothing wrong but with, with being burdened down for people's welfare. But whenever it begins to weigh on you so much that it robs you of the peace of God, it's not in the right place. But worry is a huge emotional problem that is plaguing our society. And uh, Jesus addressed it in his sermon on the mountain. He said in Matthew 6, 25, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor your bodies what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow nor reap nor gather in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? So now Jesus emphatically commands us, don't worry, don't worry. Why is it so important that we learn not to worry? How many of you ever been called a worry wart? That's not good when you're labeled as a worry wart. This is who Jesus was referring. Don't be a worry wart. Now, the reason why you don't want to be a worry wart is because, number one, it's a waste of time and energy. You know, somebody said, you know, worry is like rocking in a rocking chair. You burn a lot of energy, but you don't go anywhere. It's just like rocking in a rocking chair. Jesus said in verse 27, Who of you being worried can add a single hour to his life? Can you prolong your life by worrying? No, just the opposite. You shorten it. We need to put worry in perspective, okay? So here's a way, here's a help. Remember that 40% of the things we worry about Never come to pass. 30% of all our worries involve past decisions that can't be changed. 12% of all our worries focus on the criticism from others who spoke critically because they felt inferior. Amen. 10% of our worries are related to our health and our well-being, which gets worse when we worry. So the bottom line is, worry is a waste of time. Would y'all agree with that? Worry is a waste. Come on. Y'all agree? Worry is a waste of time. Amen? Now, the second reason we need to master worry is because worry keeps God's word from strengthening and encouraging your heart. This is what Jesus said, uh, dealing with a parable. He says, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So worry cancels out the Word of God, the encouragement of the Word of God. You know, you can be hearing the Word of God, and you can be reading the encouraging Word of God, but if you're strapped with worry, it's going to cancel out the Word of God, and you won't be encouraged, amen? And then finally, the third reason we need to master worry is worry keeps you from the presence of God. See, worry will rob you from the presence of God. And that's what happened to Martha. Remember when Mary and Martha were uh, with Jesus? Jesus had visited them. And, uh, and, and Martha didn't enjoy the presence of God where Mary was enjoying the presence of God. And Jesus addressed her problem. And he said in verse 41, But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried. And bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part. Which shall not be taken away from her. I enjoy the presence of God here this morning. Did you sense the presence of God here? Isn't it great to be in the presence of God? 
Listen, you need to remember this. Every time you sit around and you worry, and by the way, worry is negative meditation. It's negative. You know, meditate on the Word of God and it'll encourage you. Meditate on your problems and it'll discourage you. But worry will rob you from the presence of God. And so listen, the emotional stress of worry will rob you of God's precious gifts. Amen. I'm trying to encourage you to let worry go. Amen. Now, how do you master worry? Number one, first, you have to learn to live in the present. Matthew 6, 34 says, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Can I get a better amen? Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. How many of you agree with that? Today has enough trouble of its own. So basically, Jesus says, hey, listen, live one day at a time. Don't worry about the trouble of tomorrow. It'll be there. Just relax and stop allowing tomorrow's worries rob you of today's peace. Here's a truth that we need to remember. We can't change our past, but we can ruin our present by worrying about the future. We can't change our past, but we can ruin our present by worrying about the future. So secondly, first we need to learn to live in the present. But number two, we need to remember God's amazing love for us. And that's what Jesus said. He said, look at the birds of the air. Do they sow or reap or stow away in barns? And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than them? And the answer is yes. Yes. Jesus didn't die on the cross for birds. He died on the cross for souls. And so listen, many times the reason we worry so much is because we're not convinced that God's going to care for us. And that's the culprit. And somebody said, worry is essentially a distrust of God and a sin we're not afraid to commit. See, the root cause of worry is essentially a distrust of God. Oh, my goodness. That hits me right between the eyeballs right there. How about you? We need to remember, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loves us. Amen. Would y'all agree with that? He loves us. Greater love had no man that he laid down his life for a friend. Amen. And then finally, to master worry, we need to continue to bring our concerns to God through prayer. And, and you know, that, oh, him, oh, what needless pains we bear, all because we don't take it to the Lord in prayer. And, and Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious or don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So what he's saying is that, listen, when you worry, that's an indication you need to go to God in prayer and bring that care. And prayer transforms, listen, the burdens of life into the blessing of God's peace. Amen? So listen, prayer can transform everything we're worried about. If we can bring it to God in prayer, He'll turn that burden into His peace. Amen? And that's what 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God because He cares about you. 
Come on, how many of you are convinced? He cares about you, amen. Now, the second key to reducing emotional stress is mourn your losses. This is what Jesus said again in the Sermon on the Mount. He said in Matthew 5, 4, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now, to mourn means the feeling or act of grieving. What is grieving? It's the emotional stress and strain that we feel when we lose something valuable. A child has grief whenever he loses his pet, right? Adults have grief when we lose our pet, right? Grief is caused by the loss of anything that you deem valuable. So what's a loss for you may not be for me, and what is for me may not be for you. But grief can be caused by any loss of a relationship, a loved one, a pet, a job, a dream, your health, failed plans, anything like that. See, grief is not just when you lose a loved one. It's the loss of anything. And so Dan Alder says this, many of us are living under the burden and emotional pressure of ungrieved losses. And so without realizing it, we're, uh, we're living under emotional stress. And, and it's, it's weighing down on us because we never really adequately mourn that loss. You know, I had an experience a couple of years ago that kind of helped me understand this a little bit better. But, you know, Tanya and I uh, had a cat. Well, it was Olivia's cat. But we had the cat for like 14 years. And uh, the cat died. We had to put the cat down because the cat had cancer. And so we are at the vet putting the cat down. Uh, it was like late at night. It was an emergency type thing. And Tanya and I and Olivia are standing in the parking lot crying. Now, I expected Tanya to cry. I expected Olivia to cry, but I was right there. <laughs> And then I'm thinking, why am I crying? This is a cat. And I'm crying and I can't stop. And I'm like, it's going to be okay, y'all. It's like, oh my Lord, what is up? And I was just like, Todd, get a grip. It's a cat. But I love the cat. But you know what? As I was dealing with that, I was just like, Lord, what's going on? And I, and I felt like the Lord revealed something to me. That I had some ungrieved losses. That I didn't get a chance to process primarily because I was helping other people get through their loss. And though I was helping them to get through their loss, I wasn't dealing with my loss. And I just stuffed it and I moved on. And I thought I was good. But the Lord began to show me the cat was just the catalyst to uncap your grief. And you're not just grieving the loss of the cat. You're grieving a string of losses that you never adequately grieved. Are you all with me out there? I think Jesus is trying to teach us something this morning. To stay healthy emotionally, we need to learn how to mourn our losses. How do you do that? First, you give yourself permission to grieve. You got to give yourself permission. I heard somebody say that every loss in life requires an adequate amount of grieving, an adequate time of grieving. 
That's why Jesus says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. To mourn means to allow the feelings of grief to flow. And so notice God comforts us after we mourn. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now here's the problem. Many of us have been taught how not to grieve. Suck it up, boy. Come on, you sissy, quit crying. Come on, I know I'm not talking to anybody in here, but you might encounter somebody, amen? Come on, are y'all with me out there? And even in churches, come on, where's your faith? Why are you crying? And, and we'll throw people under the bus because they're mourning. But it's biblical. Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, amen? And you know, I was thinking about this, and many of us are like this, this Coke bottle. You know, if I shake it up real good, would you come over here and open this thing for me? How many of you don't want to open that thing? But see, some of us are like this Coke bottle. We've been shaken up a lot. We've been stressed out a lot. We've had a lot of loss. And we've been taught to stuff it, put the lid on it. And we're about, we're like this, this bottle that's about to explode if the cap is taken off of it. And sometimes we allow circumstances in life to pop the cap. And then it comes out in unhealthy ways. But if we learn to go to God and grieve our losses, it's going to come out in a healthy way and it's not going to hurt anybody. Come on. I need a better amen right there. Amen. And so listen, Jesus taught us to grieve and to mourn. And sometimes we just need to let it out. And the second way to adequately mourn your losses is don't be afraid to cry out. And pour your heart out to the Lord. That's what Hannah did. Remember when she couldn't have a child. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 1.10, In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. Now would you say Hannah was a, wasn't a woman of God or her faith was weak? No, to the contrary. She was a great woman of God. And she cried out before the Lord. She was mourning her loss of not being able to have a child. In verse 16, she said, I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. So Hannah's an example. Whenever you have a loss, go before the Lord. And remember, it don't have to be the loss of a loved one like they died. You can have the loss of a dream. You can have the loss of, of something that you will really set your heart on accomplishing and it just failed. Go before the Lord and be, be uh, sensitive to what you're feeling. And don't put a cap on it. Let it out. Amen? And look at the outcome of Hannah's prayer. In verse 17, it says, Eli answered, Go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked. God granted her prayer. She just poured out her heart before the Lord. Amen? Are y'all hearing me out there? And so listen, as I begin learning this stuff, and, and listen, I don't want to go shut people down whenever they're crying. I might want to encourage them. I'm going to cry it out. In fact, that's more what I do. Listen, when tears come, cry it out, honey. Cry it out. Just let that out. Amen? Don't punch anything. Cry it out. Amen? And so I want to encourage you. Some of you, maybe you're stuck in grief, and it's stressing you out. I want to encourage you. We have a grief share class here on Wednesday night. It just started. I've gotten so many great reports from that class on how it's helped people release the stress of their grief. The Bible says in Psalm 35, Weeping may last through the night, but joy... 
Come on, that's a Holy Ghost joy right there. Joy comes with the morning. Amen. Amen. Finally, the third key to reducing emotional stress is you got to face your fears. I know, again, none of you have any fears in here, but in case you might run into somebody, Ann Landers was a famous newspaper columnist uh, that received over 10,000 letters a day in response to her articles in, in the newspapers. And she was once asked, what is the most common problem you find from your letters? And she said, without a doubt, it's fear. It's fear. The reality is many are plagued with tremendous emotional stress that's, a, that's associated with fear. What fear is stressing you out today? Are you fearful of losing your job? Are you fearful of, of losing your business or your career? Are you fearful of losing your marriage or losing your health or your children or your position? Or are you fearful of darkness or bad weather or crowds of people? What is it? A recent survey of 500 people identified 7,000 different fears just among 500 people. Fear is an emotional stressor, and many times we don't recognize it because we think, we, when we think of in, the, in the lines of fear, we think somebody goes, boo, and you go, oh, that's fear. Well, that's a high grade of fear, but I think many of us have a low grade of fear, and fear gets our, our fingernails. We eat our fingernails because we have a low grade of fear. Are y'all still tracking with me? You see, there's two reasons why we need to face our fears. First, fear robs you of mental health. And that's what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. You see, I found out a spirit of fear will torment you mentally and keep you from a sound mind. You can't be fearful and have peace of mind. Now, you probably heard me tell this story, but you know, whenever I was a child, we had seven children and, and uh, we had to... We had to bunk with our siblings a lot of times. I can remember one particular night, it was wintertime, and I heard some noise. I woke up, and I looked through the window, and I saw the silhouette of a robber. And he was banging on the window. And, and I just, I crawled up closer to my, to my sibling, in case whenever he got in, he might get him instead of me. And my heart started racing. And it's like, what am I going to do? And I was thinking, okay, I'm going to jet out of here and my brother's going to have to deal with him. But, you know, he never got, came in. And I stayed up for hours. Finally, I fell asleep and I woke up the next morning, went check the window, no broken windows. I was still alive. It's like, praise the Lord, I made it through there. But then I realized the next day he showed up again. And so finally, I couldn't stand it any longer. It's like, well, I, I'm not going to sleep. So he's either going to kill me or I'm going to find out who he is and I'm going to call the cops or something. And I moved the shades and it was just a shadow of a post. So you dummy, Todd, you, you big dummy. Okay, what, what post are you afraid of? What, what's causing you fear in your life? But you know, listen, fear robs you of mental health. And sometimes, you know, fear is, is nothing but a shadow. It's nothing, it's nothing but something in our imagination that something bad is going to happen. 
And we're, st- we're staying up at night worrying about something that most of the time will never happen. But yet, we're losing sleep, we don't have any peace, and we're, we've lost our mental health. Come on. We need to master it. Amen? It robs you of the peace of God. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. The peace that only I can give. It isn't the peace that this world can give. So don't be worried or afraid. So God offers us supernatural peace for worry. So how do you overcome it? You attack fear through the spirit. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Sometimes all we need is a visitation of the presence of God and fear has to leave and faith comes in, peace comes in. Amen? And, and that's what sometimes all we need because First uh, John 4.18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. How many of you know perfect love is Jesus? And when Jesus comes in, fear has to go out. So sometimes we just need to put on some worship music and just get in the presence of God and just declare in the name of Jesus that I'm not going to be tormented by fear. But the other thing is that we need to overcome fear by fortifying our mind with the word of God. How many of you know God's word is alive and it's working and it's sharp? Amen. And the Bible says that, listen, Remember, for me, it was that, that Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall fear no evil. And the Lord just revealed to me, you're fearing evil. Don't feel, don't fear evil. That's Satan. I've defeated Satan. Don't let Satan rob you of my peace. I've defeated him. Stand in peace. Amen. Isaiah 43 says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Come on. That's the word of the Lord right there. Amen. So listen. What kind of emotional baggage are you carrying? What is it that's weighing you down? Is it worry? Worry is in essence a distrust of God. God's saying, listen, look at the birds of the air. Have you ever followed them to see who feeds them? And they are fed every day, thousands and thousands of them. I heard somebody say that the government programs would go under if they had to feed the birds. And God takes care of it. Amen? And he said, you're more valuable than the birds. Will I take care of you? And the answer is... Yes, I will. Amen. Would you do me a favor? And let's stand together. Let's stand together. Let's talk about it for just a moment as we conclude today. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. We need to master our worries. How many of you today say, man, I lean towards the worry ward. I, I stay up at night worrying about what might could happen. Anybody want to identify themselves today and say, man, that's me. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't be bashful of it. Just acknowledge it because Jesus wants to heal you, deliver you, set you free today. Amen. Come on. Every one of us, you know, listen, those of us around us that don't have our hands raised, we're just trying to look holy than now in the house of God. All of us deal with worry. I promise you that. Amen. Come on. And the rest of the congregation said, come on. So let's ask the Lord to deliver us from worry today. What you'd say? Amen. Come on, let's ask the Lord. Come on. I'm not going to worry. I'm going to trust God. Amen. Come on. Let's pray. Let's pray this through. Some of you today, 
Maybe you've had a loss. It might not be. It may be the loss of a loved one. It may be another loss. But come on, maybe you've never given yourself permission to just grieve like I did. And you've been stuffing it. And you're like that Coke bottle about to explode. And the Lord is saying, blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who mourn. Can I just give you permission right now? It's okay. It's okay to feel sorry. It's okay to feel sadness. It's an emotion that God has given us and it's okay to release that unto the Lord. Come on, let's just drop that bag of sorrow and grief. Some of us, we just need to deal with that spirit of fear. That spirit of fear is like a robber that comes through the back door of the church and says, if I can't keep them out of heaven, I'm going to keep them mentally tormented. And God's saying, listen, I didn't die on the cross for you to barely make it to heaven and barely make it in with, with, with victory. I died on the cross to set you free, to deliver you, to live for you to live an emotionally healthy life. Amen. Come on, let's pray that through right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Come on, say that with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare, I declare I'm free emotionally free from worry I break its power I break its hold and I declare I'm set free in Jesus name come on let's declare Lord I declare I'm releasing my mourning I'm releasing my grief I'm releasing my sorrow I give you my loss Come on, give it to Him right now. I give you my loss. Come on, release it. I give it to you. I release it. Come on, I release it. Release it right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You know what I find out? Whenever I was able to cry, I was able to experience His peace. I was able to experience His joy. Come on, right there where you are. Just release it to the Lord. Just release it. Father, I pray, give us the grief. Lord, you said in Isaiah 53, 4, you took our grief, you took our sorrows, and by your stripes, Lord, we are healed in Jesus' name. Father, we come against the spirit of fear. Let's pray together. Would you pray this with me? In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of fear. Every fear, I break its power. I break its hold. In Jesus' name, I declare, fear has to go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I declare it today. I'm emotionally free. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Now, if you believe you're free, shout it and say amen. 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 Come on, shout it and say amen. Amen. Free. Free indeed. Amen. Amen. Now, listen. Everything that we talked about, the solution is Jesus Christ. Jesus said, come to me if you're weary from emotional overload, and I will give you rest. Now listen, if you're not a Christian, if you've never really surrendered your heart and your life to Christ. You know, I was thinking about this today. And some of you are too fearful to even acknowledge that you want to be saved, that you want Jesus as your Savior. So I want to... I want to As soon as we dismiss, I want to encourage you. 
We're going to have the, the prayer team up here, the altar workers. As they come up here, you come up here and you say, listen, would you pray for me? I'm ready to put fear under my foot and I'm ready to surrender my life to Christ. Amen. And we're going to pray with you. We're going to rejoice with you. And we're going to celebrate your, your salvation this morning. Amen. Come on, let me pray. Father, I pray right now the blessing and the favor of the Lord over the people of God today. In the mighty and the strong name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody that agreed said amen. If you need prayer, we'll be up here. If not, God bless you. You're dismissed. Have a great weekend.